Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit for plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. If you think there's a better snack cake out there than Tasty Cake, you're simply Miss Cakin. A day-old piece of sheet cake from a co-worker's birthday? Miss Cake. Your child's half-eaten syrup-soaked waffle. That's a common Miss Cake. Or worst of all, you resort to baking. If it's not Tasty Cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a uniquely sweet butterscotch crimpet or rich and creamy peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Except no substitutes. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by Challenge Mania Live, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every maniac is VIP. That's right. Every ticket gets you in the door. Every ticket gets you meet and greet, signed limited edition Craig Marrier poster, VIP after party, time with every single one of the cast members, Kayla Casillas, Mikey P, Leroy Garrett, Brandon Nelson, who knows who else? Derek Kaczynski, obviously, as always. Tickets available at challengemania.vegas for Saturday, August the 3rd at 3 p.m. All right. You did not come for me. You came for D. So on the line right now, he's the Paul George to my Kawhi Leonard coming to of the week after the fourth of Kawhi. What's up, DKO Derek Kaczynski? What's up, on, I, Yeah, man. Uh, gosh, I like I, going to Vegas for Challenge Mania Live. I just don't know how this day, night, uh, next day won't be like the most epic Challenge Mania Live we've ever had. I, I just, I just, I, I feel the energy now, Scott. I feel like the ultimate warrior that like runs out and just like shakes the shakes the rope. Ooh, I love it. Ultimate yeah. Warrior. I dig it. Speaking of wrestling, if you're a challenge maniac, brother, we've got the I'm a challenge maniac pin from Zombie Sailor Toys. The patron presale starts today. That is Tuesday, July the 9th over at zombiesailor.com. That's one day that the patrons have their crack at it. And then tomorrow, July the 10th, set your alarms at noon. They go on sale to everyone. This is the second limited edition enamel pin that we have done with Zombie Sailor. These things are immaculate. They are awesome. They are made out of metal. It's the Ama Challenge Maniac logo that kind of looks like Hulkamania, brother. And it's on these card backs that are signed and numbered. They're limited to 100. Once these are gone, they are gone. They are a collector's item that only 100 people will own, or I guess less if people buy multiples. I believe they're limited to four per person. They're all signed by you and me in this awesome blue paint pen. They are numbered to 100. These are limited edition, D. The first Challenge Mania pin that was the Challenge Mania logo sold out in three days. I think this one might be even quicker, D. So excited. Patron pre-sale happening as we speak, most likely. And tomorrow, they go on sale to everyone, brother. But yeah, dude, you mentioned the Ultimate Warrior riding into Las Vegas. I feel like we're going to have a lot of HBK heartbreak kids in the house. I know we got people flying in from Boston and Florida and Texas. And I believe Shuni said she's coming in from California for the day and then flying right out back to California to see the Backstreet Boys because she double booked, but she didn't want to miss Challenge Mania Vegas. 
Vegas. Uh, sensational shooty, if you will, to use another uh, wrestling reference there. I, you know, here's the deal. This thing was not supposed to happen. It was supposed to happen, but our venue fell through. Most people would have said, you know what, scrap it, push it to the end of the year, push it to 2020. We just can't do it, Vegas. But we could not let Las Vegas down. Couldn't let Mikey P down. Couldn't let Kayla down. Couldn't let Leroy down. These people have been holding this day on their schedule for us for months. So we're going to do it. We're going to do it at the place we were already going to do the after party. But now we're doing the whole thing there, which means the whole thing is pretty much an after party. We're going to do the classic Challenge Mania lifestyle interviews, but we're putting those at the top of the day. And then after that, we're going to party with you guys. We're going to hang out with you guys. Full on meet and greet. Get all your posters signed. Get all your selfies with Derek and Kayla and Leroy and Brandon. I think Brandon's even going to bring his juice truck or a bunch of his juices that he's doing. Uh, he's got his new company there. He's going to bring that stuff down. We'll have the Challenge Mania merch stand as always. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Trivia, the whole deal. ChallengeMania.Vegas for tickets. That is Saturday, August the 3rd. Exciting stuff, Derek. Yeah, I just had like multiple like cartoon bubbles like pop up in my head that I just have like that that have like unspeakable things in there. They're all just like goofy like cartoon bubbles. I can't even talk about it because yeah. it just keeps popping up like Vegas, you know, this, that, that juice truck. Um, I, I, can't, I can't even I can't. I can't. Yeah. Shouts to some of our newer it. patrons, Melissa Asher, Eric Cunningham, Caitlin Lopez, Jonathan, Jonathan Velasquez, Lisa Bacchetti, Sarah V, Janina Miller, Timothy Cornelius, and uh, of course, Jenny Lee Brazowskis, who just joined today. Thank you guys. You guys get early access to that Challenge Maniac pin. It is a beauty my friend. Alright, on our show today is another cast member from the real world Atlanta which we've really been digging. This is the challenge offseason, guys. It's a bit longer than our last offseason between season 32 and 33 here. We haven't even seen a trailer yet for season 34, but we're enjoying some of the alternative content out there. we got Big Brother on CBS three days a week. They're about to launch Love Island. We've got Are You The One in the thick of it. We've also got a new season of X on the Beach coming with our favorites Devin Walker and Marie Rhoda in the house, but also the real Real World, four episodes in on Facebook Watch. We talked about it a little bit last week with Dondre Randolph. If you haven't heard that episode, go and check that out. But here we are, Clint Wright, a.k.a. Clint Eastwood or Eastwood 100 on Instagram. Homeboy coming in to the to the real world with 157,000 followers already, D. Clint Wright on the show today to further our discussion about the Real World Atlanta, which both D and I implore you to check out. It has been a great season so far. Yeah. He definitely makes me feel like I got to work on my selfies. I mean, the sure. guy's got his selfie game down. He amassed 150,000 Instagram followers from the back of a tractor in rural Michigan, my friend. Um, I made the joke that him and Hunter have identical Instagrams. Honestly, it's eerie how similar they are, the ratio of like hunting picks to ab picks. Check it out. He is at Eastwood 100 on Instagram. Clint Wright, ladies and gentlemen, on the show today. Before we get to him, just a little bit more house cleaning. I'll try to keep it quick. As you know, August 3rd, Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm just going to run through the rest of our dates. August 17th, Derek's birthday bash. Pretty soon at challengemania.shop, you'll be able to get a happy birthday Derek t-shirt. He's so excited. He's got people texting him about it right now. You can get a happy birthday Derek t-shirt and join us at Caroline's on Broadway. The meet and greet is sold out, but plenty of GA tickets still remain. No guests have been announced, but the second we know them, you will too. Challengemania.nyc for tickets. That's at Caroline's on Broadway, Saturday, August the 17th. And a special thing we're doing on the 18th at the East End Bar and Grill, we will be doing a Maniac-level patron 
Brunch. It is exclusive to Maniac Level patrons. You still have time to sign up and become a Maniac Level patron. It'll be D&I, just an intimate setting with you guys. I think Lindsay will be there. Might even be bringing Brock. East End Bar and Grill on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, but that is exclusive for our Maniac Level patrons. So even if you have a meet and greet ticket for Saturday, doesn't matter. Please, for the love of God, put that on Vibrate. Uh, we can't wait to meet you guys, Maniac Level patrons, on Sunday, the day after Derek's birthday, hangover and all. Uh, it'll be a fun time. But our craziest lineup ever for Challenge Mania Live comes to you from San Francisco on Saturday, September the 7th. It's a Cobb's Comedy Club. Tickets at ChallengeMania.live. Abram Boise, Kahuta Grindstaff, Darrell Taylor, Ding 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 is right, D. I'm excited too. Tickets at ChallengeMania.live for Cobb's Comedy Club Saturday, Saturday, September the 7th, our first time in the Bay Area. Hope to see all the maniacs from Oakland, all the maniacs from San Jose, maybe some of them from other parts of NorCal, maybe uh, Sacramento. I want to meet all you guys. It's our first time in the area and probably our last time for a while there. Can't wait to meet you there. Then Sunday, October the 13th, tickets are going on sale soon, guys. We're coming to Philadelphia, Punchline Comedy Club. We have one guest on tap for that. We will be announcing soon. Sunday, October October the 13th, Philly. Saturday, November the 23rd, we return to the Chicago Improv in Chicago. And Saturday, December the 21st, we are hitting the Miami Improv. You can already get tickets to that. Miami, Florida, Saturday, December the 21st. You got to go to the Miami Improv site and search Challenge Mania or search Challenge Mania Miami over in Google. We haven't even set up a hyperlink yet, but you can start getting tickets to that. And then way down the line, way down the line, WrestleMania weekend, that is April the 4th, the Tampa Improv 2020D. We've already got one date on the book for 2020. That's all I got. I just had to run down all that. Oh yeah, new merch up, challengemania.shop. Join the pod squad. We got pod squad merch for days up at challengemania.shop. Yeah, man. Let's get to Clint. Let's do it. Let's get to Clint. Follow him on Instagram, Eastwood100. He keeps a 100 for this interview. From the real world Atlanta, Mr. Clint Wright. Here we go. everybody on the line right now our second cast member from the real world reboot from atlanta on the line mr clint wright what is up my friend hey what's going on yeah but on instagram he goes by clint eastwood so i was wondering if there's any relation to clint eastwood are you like clint eastwood the second or is that just like a nickname middle name I wish, man. My dad, he's a super old school guy, you know, country dude. I'm actually named after Clint Eastwood. So, you know, I, uh, my handle is Eastwood 100 on Instagram. So that's what I used. Nice. I didn't know that. I didn't know if there, I didn't know if that was the last name or not until, until just now I found out that his, his last name was right, Scott. But, <laughs> uh, but not only, Scott, not only is he on the re, uh, on the reboot or the, the next coming of the real world. I'm not trying to age shame you because you know that's a thing. I'm hearing that you may be the oldest real worlder to ever be on the real world. I think you like you broke a barrier, man. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I see. I seemed like I was a little old, but I mean, is it though? I mean, it's you know, you well, can be as old be a, as there used to be a rule in place actually, Clint. I think you, you used to not be able to be over. Was it 24 D? Yeah, you couldn't even try out. You yeah. couldn't even try. Like it was. It was 18 to 24. Did you not get that? Or did they just kind of like 
let you squeak through or they're like this this is the guy this is the guy everybody this is the guy we're gonna make an exception to the rule for and throw the rule book <laughs> right out the window and let Clint Eastwood's long lost child be the one that breaks all the barriers. Yeah, I guess I didn't know that, man. To be honest, I guess there wasn't. I guess I didn't know there's an age limit. To be to be real. To be fair, there's a couple other cast members on your season that were older than 24, so it seems like they rewrote the rule book for this season in general. You do happen to be the oldest cast member, but since since D mentioned your Instagram account, Eastwood 100 over here, I I gotta ask about this because. I, I, this was news to me. We had Dondre on, and we were actually talking about Justin, another one of your your roommates, who, in uh, him sort of introducing himself in the first episode, he mentions that he has a hundred thousand or so Instagram followers. Um, and then uh, Dondre mentioned he's like, oh well, well Clint has like one hundred fifty seven thousand. And I said, what? I don't even know that. And you kind of realize when when Justin's explaining it that he has a large following because he's you know very active as an activist. I guess that's a little redundant, but you know, and that you know he speaks to people that way, and that's part of I guess his career or at least his passion. You on the other hand, though, I tried to ask Dondre where does his following come from, and he was like. I think he's just a good-looking farm boy who takes great pictures. So tell me how you went and amassed uh, a following of 157,000 followers without being on a TV show or anything, my friend, because I think you are our first sort of self-made, I don't know if you're an influencer or just kind of somebody who a lot of people like to look at online, but you're you're the first person we've ever had with a following like this that never set foot on a TV. You know, it's weird, though, because MTV, they actually found me off Instagram and asked me to do the show. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll try out for it. And so and then, you know, obviously, I went through all the interview process and stuff out in L.A., end up making the show through the Facebook vote. But, um, yeah, Instagram, it seems to be uh, like a good like a venue for me, to be honest, like. Um, I started it probably four years ago and I don't know, man, it just seems like I, I live a different lifestyle. I do a lot of lives. I, I give a lot of bit of my personality through, through live, just stuff like that. And I don't, I don't, see, I don't know how it works. I'm losing him. We're cutting you out a little bit. Are you, is there like a good service area of wherever you're at you can stand in? The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. All right, so you were saying that you just started kind of, you know, taking pictures, filming yourself, doing lives, talking about your, you know, your day-to-day life. You know, what was it that inspired you to do that to begin with? I mean, like, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, were you like, who are you talking to? Did you start out talking to your friends? Were you always kind of out to have people that you didn't know watching you? What was the inspiration there to start? You know, I was actually kind of hesitant to start Instagram in general because I was kind of like an old soul. I didn't really want to get into the whole social media thing. Um, I, I disactivated or deactivated my uh, Facebook. And then, I don't know, man, I just kind of rolled with the times. Like eventually, you know, I had to get one. And then I kind of just, I don't know, I was just kind of seeing like how many followers I guess you could get. And then uh, it seemed like maybe the first year, it was up to like 40,000. And then like, I kind of looked around at my friends and stuff and I'm like, damn, like I'm doing a decent job. So I was just trying to just keep the content the same and, you know, just do me. And it, it ended up getting pretty big. So, 
So let so what is your your day job? Because you know it says you know farm boy, which could mean a, a bunch of different things. And we see you out there, you know, with a bunch of different equipment and out there getting your hands dirty. What do you do, or what at least did you start doing when you started the uh, the Instagram account? Well, see, uh, my family owns a family farm, and it's 2,800 acres, and that's between, like, my dad, my grandpa, and me. Uh, my grandpa's 80 years old. My dad, you know, he's 55, and then, you know, I'm the only boy in the family. So, um, yeah, born and raised on a farm, just, you know, country boy life, just kind of screw up riding dirt bikes, hunting, fishing, just kind of like you had to make your own fun, man. There's not not a lot of stuff to do out where I'm from, man. I live out in the woods, and so, uh, yeah, man, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. I, uh, I'm a farmer. Uh, daily you know what i'm saying but i'm also in the union as a welder so i kind of bounce back and forth in between like harvest season and plant season and stuff like that so yeah well hold on this is what i'm not understanding he's like i'm a country boy there's not much to do around here but he then he, he goes and says dirt bike hunting fishing shooting uh, i'm like that don't that's the exact opposite way of like what i how i grew up scott you know what i mean it's like that is all the shit that I haven't done in my life. You know what I mean? Like I just shot a gun just to just to see what it was like uh, like a, a couple months ago on a farm at that because everyone in West Virginia owns a gun and hunts. I still haven't gone hunting. I grew up I grew up in the city thinking that guns are bad because they kill people, right? Like all the gangbangers had guns, Scott. Like I wanted nothing to do with guns, man. And like I, I always grew up thinking like, I, like I'd rather fight people with my fist than with guns. You know what I mean? That's how I grew up. But in the country, and from my understanding, living with people in West Virginia, like this is just their culture. They're not like trying to kill people. You know what I mean? Sorry, sorry to make a, a crazy turn here on everybody. I do this every now and then, but you know, hunting. Fishing, that's like a way of life for you guys. Dirt biking, like farming, dude, that's that that is a whole different world than what I'm used to as like a city kid. That's different. Yeah, yeah. De- I mean, it definitely is. I mean, I don't know if we're trying to like kill people because we have guns, but I mean, we just do a lot of hunting. So it's like, yes. like if you yes. pull me over during hunting season, I got at least two or three guns on me. And I would assume all my homeboys do, too. It just is what it is, you know. Now, uh, now let me ask you this because you know it's funny you, you hear some you know people who are very anti-hunting and you know, animal rights activists and whatnot, but but I have heard a, a defense of hunting not just for sport but for people particularly who live on a farm or in some rural areas where there's an overpopulation of say deer that gets in the way of the crops and stuff like that. Is that right. part of the motivation for the hunting that you guys do out there? Because I mean, you said you guys have a farm do you know the deer or any other wild wildlife get in the way of that to where you need to hunt to keep things moving or is it just purely something you guys like doing to kill some time get out there crack a couple beers have a good afternoon out there stone cold steve austin style no crop damage is definitely a thing man so if you go out like 20 yards of every single fence row on your property it's all eight down to where you're really getting no yield off your crop right so all these does or bucks that you have on your property i mean there's yeah yeah, there is such thing as, as deer uh, management. You know what I mean? So, you know, we, we drop a few deer just for that. But at the same time, you know, we're filling our freezer and we're eating them. And, you know, it's uh, it's just a way of life out here, man. So, 
Yeah, that's another thing when it comes to the eating of the food. It's like, you know, I, you know, I'm one of these people who I eat meat every single day. I go to the store, someone prepares it nice for me, I eat it and, and move on. And, you know, it's one of those things where whether I would go out there and go out there and hunt or not, someone is hunting that food that I am then eating. So I can't hate on somebody who goes out there and hunts and kills their own food, keeps it in the freezer and then eats it a few weeks later. Like if you guys are doing that, you're just cutting out the middleman. You know, the, the hunting I have a problem with is when you see some guy bragging about having killed a zebra or something in, in Africa or a lion and they're just like, kind of holding it up to the camera look how dope this is that's where right. I, I can understand why people get pissed off about that the kind of big game trophy hunting type of stuff right but, just uh, trying to get every animal mounted in their house just because they can yeah so i mean look what it sounds like you're doing kind of somewhere in the middle there where you know you have fun doing it but there's reasons for doing it too uh particularly you know in the in the farming world but but d before you get into that i'm so i'm scrolling i've been scrolling through this instagram as i'm going right listen listen hold on here's another thing here's another (laughs) thing man the groundhogs tell them about the groundhogs and killing all your vegetables and all that eating all your vegetables please yes please don't let me go any further without telling me about the groundhogs isn't it the groundhogs that they're that are eating your that are eating your vegetables no dude it's 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 mostly deer, bro. Deer are just eating everything out here, bro, in Michigan. So I don't know about the groundhogs, man. I All mean, right. You know, actually, raccoons, they'll get into your oh, they're, you're breaking they're, up again. They just destroy your whole patch, so. Yeah, D, I, let's okay. move off the and then, and then lastly, okay, and then, okay, so maybe I'm not as West Virginia-versed as I should be. Okay, but I do know this. They kill their deer, they put the meat in the freezer, and then they have it for a very long time. So they don't have to go out and get any meat and buy meat like me and you do at the store. They just got it. It's there. The venison, it's good meat. That's all I know. Okay. All right. So as I continue to scroll through Clint's Instagram here, you know, I do see a lot of wildlife. I do see a lot of, uh, you know, farm work. I do see a lot of guns. I do see a lot of, you know, what, you know, some people might like to live vicariously through you and your outdoorsmanship and whatnot. But I see a lot of selfies. You know, I see a lot of shirtless Clint. I see a lot of abs. And I'm not hating, but, you know, a, a lot of your following has got to be, you know, women, men out there who are interested in you and your looks. Let me ask you this. I mean, any aspirations? And I don't know if you are unofficially already, but any aspirations to do some modeling? I mean, I think you could argue you kind of unofficially already are. But, you know, how much have you kind of honed in on that aspect of this and kind of branding yourself, obviously, as an individual that people want to see out there? Because clearly, you know that already. I could tell one out of every five or six photos is you out there with your shirt off. So how's that been going for you so far? I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily model. I've never modeled in my life, man. But like, you know, I do have, you know, a reputation of working out, staying fit and, you know, living that lifestyle and stuff. And honestly, that makes me feel good too. And, uh, realistically, I mean, why not show it off if you're, if you're doing well for yourself? You know what I mean? Um, that's just how I feel. Totally. Now, so do people, I'd imagine with a massive following like you already have, do they reach out to you? I mean, now I'd imagine it comes from the real world or, hey, I saw you on the show or this opinion, that opinion. But back when you just had, you know, kind of regular folks following you, more or less a regular folk yourself, um, you know, what what is the average interaction you have with, with your people that follow you? You know, are they reaching out to you? Are they asking you questions? Are they just saying, hey, cool shit? You know, like, how does that go? And have you been reached out to by any brands or, you know, maybe any outdoors brands? 
lands or any, you know, farming equipment or stuff like that. Cause I think you'd be perfect for that. I mean, I know that, you know, even John if you, Deere. even if you get 5,000 Instagram followers, you get some weirdo asking if you model their, you know, their pillowcase or something. So I'd imagine you've had some requests or offers come your way. Has that, you know, formulated at all? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm doing pretty good with uh, sponsorships on Instagram and stuff. I mean, obviously, like clothing brands and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sponsored by Bomar Nutrition uh, Supplements and whatnot. And um, yeah, dude, I probably have literally... 200 brand new hats i don't because i wear a lot of hats on my instagram so people just like they put two and two together like i'm gonna send him some hats he wears hats and literally dude so if you guys need like 25 hats i'm gonna send them both your way because i can't i'm never gonna be able to wear them in my lifetime you know <laughs> yeah the thing about hats is you want to have them like kind of broken in that's like the you know once you have a hat that like fits right the brim is nice that's what you want to keep wearing you don't want to like oh i'm gonna put on another brand new hat today Right, right, exactly. So, yeah, you pretty much just wear one for the month and then you break another one in, you know what I mean? Uh, let's talk about what you mentioned about how they kind of recruited you here to go on the show, which is very interesting because I don't know how much you follow the reality TV landscape, Clint. I'd imagine not, I'd imagine you're not like a sit down and watch three episodes of Big Brother, a summer guy. But, uh, you know, something, a term that's been used in that world for years is the idea of a recruit. You know, when it comes to Survivor or Big Brother, the casting pool is filled with people who are lifelong fans of those shows and then sometimes recruits and the casting directors or the casting associates will go online and comb through people's Instagrams and Facebooks and get referrals and kind of scout people out who maybe look the part or sound like the part or fit sort of a kind of vibe that they're going for. When you were approached, I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but what was sort of, you know, mentioned to you or pitched to you for why they thought you'd be good for the show? I mean, was it your following? Was it your look? Was it your upbringing? Was it where you were coming from? Because a show like The Real World that's so kind of based on the surface on the individual themselves and the personality and throwing them into this fishbowl, what was told to you as to why you were perfect for this social experiment? You know, man, I wasn't really told anything of why I got picked, but I mean, I think I am kind of a like country boy per se only because like, I can kind of do both. You know what I mean? I, you throw me in town, you know, I got a pretty good personality, you know, I can dress up. You, you wouldn't even know I was a country boy, but at the end of the day, man, like, you know, I still, just come from like a small town, you know, I was, I was raised like, totally different, man, from a lot of other people. And I, I think, you know, the social media had something to do with it. Obviously. I mean, I can bring more uh, fans to the show and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, I'm pretty, uh, you know, kind of a weird type of guy, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, okay. You mentioned the vote. So you actually made it to the, this four, how many people were in, in the vote? Was it four people they could choose from for the final spot? No, it was three. It was me and two other girls. Now, I, I know the two other girls obviously didn't make it on the show. We don't know who they are. Now, do you remember, did they have followings that were similar to yours? Because if not, I would argue it's a tad unfair to have someone in a popularity contest with 157,000 people who might want to help them win that popularity contest. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't think that they did. So, no. Yeah, that's why I think it's a little weird. It's like, you know, if they go and find you, this is what's interesting to me. If they go and find you, they scout you out. They're like, this guy's good for the show. Why not just have you be one of the six spots 
and have one of the other seven cast members be one of the vote in spots. Because to me, it's like they did all the, they, they got you all the way that way. And then they were like, but now you guys make sure that you actually want them on the show. And it's like for then you were kind of a shoe in. So I would argue those other people were kind of dead in the water. Well, yeah, I mean, I would have to say so, too, at that point. But you got to understand where I was coming from. Like, I went out there, I interviewed, I tried, tried real hard to get on the show. You know, I gave them all I had. And then they call me and, they're, you know, I thought that was the call to be like, oh, hey, man, you made the show. Congratulations. And then they're like, oh, you're going into a Facebook vote. You only have to do one more thing. And then I was like, well, who am I getting, you know, who am I in the vote against? You know, and I was like, two girls. I was like, oh, man, like now I'm not even up against dudes. You know what I mean? Like I have to compete against girls so and then yeah man uh, but yeah it ended up working out in my favor but like like you said it might have been a little rigged yeah a, li- I, a little bit i, I mean i would have definitely thought i was gonna <laughs> lose i mean i would have been like not knowing the the dynamics in the house right like at least at least you could be like all right let me take a look at who's already in the house and if someone like me would fit in to this group but you had no clue and you're going up against two chicks I would right. be like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm, if they're two hot chicks, I'm like, I'm out. I'm oh, done. Dude, it's over. There's no chance. Game over. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking, dude. Yeah. But really, when you think about it, you know, it's always four girls, three guys, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what it is? Uh, um, it varies, I think. I think yeah, they kind of s- they switch it up. Yeah. Up and down. Oh, is it up and down? Okay. Yeah. So never mind. It could it could have went either way. I thought it was always. I thought it was always four girls, three guys. So that's you know, I've only watched the show pretty much when Derek was on it back in the day. So. There you yes. go. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so let's get, yeah, let's use that as a segue. So, you know, obviously you're outdoors a lot of the times. So you're not glued to your TV like a lot of the people who listen to this podcast, but this show is called Challenge Mania. Uh, today we're, we're launching our, I'm a Challenge Maniac pin that you can get at zombiesailor.com, uh, on sale for patrons today at noon, on sale for everybody tomorrow at noon, zombiesailor.com. Were you, I mean, a maniac for any TV growing up? Talk about like your your relationship with the MTV real world road rules challenge franchise so like how much do you know about the way that all this stuff kind of works or did work in the past you know honestly man I I really only used to watch TV back in the day and then it actually came to a point in my life where I didn't watch TV for like I don't even know if I watched TV for like two years you know like girls be asking me to go on dates and stuff like oh have you seen this movie and i'm like uh no i didn't i don't even know what's out dude like i always just like to live real life and just kind of stay away from my phone and i feel like i don't i don't know i just feel better about it not being so engulfed in social media and, and stuff like that you know so really i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie man i felt a lot um i felt i don't know, like when i went to the mcv awards man i felt like out of my element because People are asking me, like, what's your favorite show out right now? And, like, obviously I'm going to say the real world, you know. But other than that, dude, I don't really know much, to be honest. Do we want to stay on the challenge talk or do we want to go to the VMA talk? Because I remember my first time at the VMAs, and it was pretty fucking cool. And it's not that I knew or recognized, like, like everybody from everything. But, shit, when Hulk Hogan was, like, two rows away from me, I was like, I fucking knew, I know Hulk Hogan is, I used to watch him in my Superman underwear when I was a kid. And then I was like, oh damn, there goes Rihanna on the red carpet. Oh shit, I swear to God, Rihanna just fucking, uh, uh, blew a kiss at me. I swear to God, up and down to this day, I'll tell you, Rihanna blew a kiss at me. And, and at that time, I really thought I did, but now looking back at it now, she could have definitely just been like blowing a kiss in my direction. I may have just been like looking over there. You know what I mean? So, there you had to have some kind of moments 
even not watching TV for two years where you may have seen that person from that movie or that show or that music video. Come on. It had to been somebody. Uh, oh, yeah, man. It was that was an experience for sure, man. Like, you know, that gets you out of the limo or whatever. You're about to go on the red carpet yeah. and they act like you've done this like 30,000 yeah. times. You know, <laughs> they just throw you out there in two seconds. There's a million cameras. You're just like, oh, what up? You know, they're like, you better not you better not like have a booger in your nose or something like, well, you know how it is, man. And yes. then, so you're walking down the red carpet and like, you know, as you get going, you get more comfortable, whatever. And then, uh. Yeah, I seen Johnny Bananas and Wes from like the old real worlds and stuff and the challenge and whatnot, man. And I was like, man, I'm supposed to like see you on TV. Like, I don't, I'm not, like, it was, it's just weird being in the same presence as them. You know what I mean? And then when I get into the actual show and you know, we're at our table and whatnot, dude, I seen Audrina from the hills and I was like, and dude, like literally, oh my God, I didn't even know what to do when I seen her. She was so beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, please, please do tell because, and here's another thing, just going back to like these shows, the VMAs, like I remember, you know, my first time going to the VMAs and I remember just recently we went to the VMAs a year ago for the Dirty 30 and, um, challenge and, uh, you know, you're, you're in this limo, you're in this limo and you're in a line of like black cars or, or, or black cars, limos, whatever you want to call them. They're not limos back in the day. I took a limo with my cast. I don't know what you had, but, uh, this time around I had, I was in a car with, I don't know if I was by myself. I may have been rolling out by myself, but right as soon as you got out of the car, you were bam, right there on the red carpet. Is that how it worked for you this year? Yeah. Yeah. You were right there acting like you've done it a million times. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you walk out. It, 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 it's so same thing happening on my first road rule season. So you guys were in, in a limo. All together with your cast? No, no, no. I said it was a limo, but it's actually like an SUV. That's what we did. So okay, and all you guys the girls were, were in one, and then all the guys were in another one. Ah, see, that's what. So, and then when it was time for real world to hit the red carpet, did you guys just like go on the red carpet and start taking your pictures, or were you like in a hold? first no no dude it was like we're out and like we just walked around the corner and walked in it was like you, you guys ready all right you know big personalities go out and get it and i was like oh sh-. like you know what i mean i thought there was going to be a little lag there but not at all like yeah. right out there we uh we heard about what you what about that moment where uh johnny kind of uh impeded on the receiving of the awards by love and hip-hop and kind of went into business for himself. Did, did you have any idea what was going on? Because I, I know Dondre has a bit more of a grasp on the whole challenge dynamic and Johnny Bananas and you know a little bit more of a reality TV fan than you. Were you paying attention when that moment happened? Oh yeah, man. I, I I knew what was going on. That was uh that was pretty intense, dude. That he had the balls to go out there and do that, really, and like know that you guys are still like you guys are kind of in the same niche or like started in the same like you know real world family. You know what I mean? And he's going up there trying to snatch an award out of somebody's hand. You know? Yeah. Did, did it make you feel? Because Dondre said it made him feel uncomfortable as hell. He didn't like it. Um, how did it make you feel? I thought it was funny, honestly. I, I, you know, if that's if that's what he's gonna do, I think that's funny. Did you feel? Did you feel like he was on your team? Were you guys like feeling like you're on the same team at that point? You're just trying to snatch up an award for a show that you might be on someday, or was it like like this? Like like, nah, I, I want nothing to do with that team right there. That's that's insane. No, I did feel like we were on the same team, honestly, because, you know, as big as, as big of a deal as, you know, he, he is or whatever, he still was just like normal, talk normal to us. Like 
he wasn't, he didn't seem like he was above us or anything. And that made me feel really good. You know what I mean? Cause I've never like really talked to any celebrities like that. So that was, uh, that was cool. Um, so I want to know, you know, it's funny when I, you know, we talked about this with Don Dre last week and, you know, watching, I think we're four episodes into the real world now. And even at just like a kind of a quick glance, when you look at this cast, um, to me, I, I think you stand out, you, Don Dre as well. You know, I said, I threw Tova in there too, as cast members who we could see maybe making the transition onto a future season of the challenge. They're filming season 34 right now. That timing's not going to work out. Season 35 will be on the horizon um talk about you know have you given any thought to that it seems like physically you'd be a perfect fit for it i know you're not necessarily someone who sits at home watching every episode of the show but is that something that would interest you more so in the scheme of things when it comes to would you want to go out there and film a reality show once or twice a year and compete and get out there and have a chance to win money but also with it have that elevated profile where, you know, you do have to play the social media game. You do have to play the political game and you're out there in the thick of it, not just for a couple months here to do the real world. And then you're back to your farm. It's more of a year round gig. Oh yeah, man. I, w- I would love to go on the challenge. I've actually been like uh, watching a few, you know, uh, episodes of the challenge and whatnot. I mean, I've seen it here and there. Obviously I know what the name of the game is, but no, I would, I would love to do that, man. I'm like a serious competitor. And uh, honestly, I was thinking to myself, I don't know how uh, clean I would really play that game to be honest. Like, I think I'd, I think I'd play it a little dirty to be real. Ooh. Cause I mean, you're, you're, you're playing for money, you know? So you're competing for money. So it's like, if you gotta do something a little gritty to, to win, it is what it is. Now, who else from your cast on Real World Atlanta do you think would be good for the challenge? And who would you want to see there? And who would you not want to see there? And that can be for personal reasons, like you just don't jive with them, or that can be because you don't think they would have what it takes, or you think it'd be too much for them. Mm, you know, I can only see, I guess, probably Tova and Dondre going. Maybe, maybe Justin. I mean, Justin's not. So Justin in the house when he showed up, I don't know how much he worked out. You know what I mean? But I kind of got him, you know, working out every day and doing his thing. And then, like, by the end of the show, I was telling him, I was like, Justin, dude, you're looking pretty good, man. Like, you know, you've put on some weight. You're looking, you're looking straight. You know what I mean? I'm like, if you can do this just in a few months, like imagine what you could do if he, if he stayed on it, you know what I mean? Like he could be, he could be like a serious competitor on that show. So, you know, Justin too, um, he's smart. He could do the puzzles, whatever. And, uh, you know, Tova, um, you know, she's athletic, you know what I mean? Uh, but at the end of the day, she's a really smart girl too, man. So, um, yeah, I think they'd be all good for the show. Well, I, you know, people's backgrounds always matter. It always matters at least a little bit. You know, even if it's like you were super nerdy, you know, puzzle person or math mathematician growing up or whatever, like all that matters. You know, do you have a background in in sports? Um, Do any of these these cast members that you just mentioned have backgrounds in sports and say college, even high school? I don't think I don't think they do, man. And honestly, Growing up, you know, I, I played all sports. I mean, I started even in T-ball. I was, you know, I've always been uh, an athlete growing up. And honestly, the only reason why, I mean, I've always liked sports, you know, but, um, my dad, man, when I would get off the bus and I, I wasn't playing any sports when I was probably like, oh, 10 or something, you know, I had to go right down to the farm and work. So the only way for me to get out of working was to, to play every sport I could. So I could for school to, you know, do something else. I didn't have to go to work. You know what I mean? 
So he's been working since he was 10. So did you did you end up playing any sports in high school? Yeah, man, I played football, basketball, and I ran track. And I played baseball, too, to be honest. So I was, I was uh, playing baseball and running track at the same time at one point. All the way all the way through senior year? No, no. I only played uh, baseball and ran track my junior year, but I actually didn't play baseball my senior year just to run track because I was actually a really good track runner. So, mm. um, so you know what's funny about uh, talking about your prospects for getting called for a challenge? I think that they are mighty high because, you know, we mentioned the built-in Instagram following and whatnot. It used to be that they used to pull – challenge competitors exclusively from the real world and road rules and they used to cast those shows predominantly from unknowns you know and people would go from just you know being off the street not having a following to going on the real world to then going on the challenge and then sure over the course of a few years they develop a following the size of yours over the past few years though they've kind of cut that out and they go straight to people who have been on a big brother or an ex on the beach or some of these big shows from the UK. And these are people who have built in followings as bill as big as a million followers. Some of these UK cast members they've started bringing in, but that obviously means a lot to them now. So when I see you already have that built in too, I'm wondering, I'm like, did they fast track Clint? Did they say we got to get Clint on the real world so we can have someone from this real world on a future challenge, but we don't have to go and have like someone from the real world on a challenge. I mean, God forbid we have somebody who has less than 100,000 followers. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but I'm just looking at it here. I'm just like, you know, you seem perfect for the challenge. I know that you kind of like that you got nudged in the direction of the real world. Um, and I'm just wondering, is that is that what is meant to be here? Hey, if it is what's meant to be, I'm not complaining because I'd love to see you on that show. Yeah, I mean, I would I'd maybe have to agree with you, honestly. I mean, I think uh, bringing, you know, my fans over to or, you know, my followers uh, over to the show, I think that would obviously benefit them. So maybe maybe that is an angle that they're trying to play. So who is your average uh, fan or follower? You know what I mean? Like, do you, you know, interact with any of these folks? Are they commenting or DMing you? Is it mainly women? Are they are they younger? Are they older? Are there people from your part of the country? Are there people from all over? Is it somebody, who, you know, kind of from a completely different walk of life who's like, you know, hey, I grew up, I grew up in a big city and I don't get to do any of this cool stuff. So I love seeing you out there on a tractor. Or is it someone like, oh, hey, man, I live down the road. I have a tractor, too. You know, who would you say if you had to typecast your following, if you could even do that? Who would you say the average Clint fan is at this point? You know, I definitely have a lot of country uh, people like girls and guys that follow me. But at the same time, man, my profile right now is 87 percent women. And it's from in the age group from 18 to 24. That's like my, my big age group. So, um, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, I got a lot of country stuff on my Instagram, so I, I think that's why they'd follow me. But maybe, you know, like you said, maybe they just follow me because they think I'm decent looking. So, All right, everybody, more with the interview in just a moment. But I do have to tell you about a new sponsor we're working with called BetterHelp. Uh, we all have moments in our life when stuff's getting you down, stuff interferes with your happiness, preventing you from being maybe productive, achieving your goals. Whether they be daily goals, weekly goals, uh, sometimes it's hard to even want to get out of the house. And uh, BetterHelp, what they do is they provide online counseling. You get help on your own time at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist and you don't even have to leave your house. We've all suffered from stuff like this, depression, stress, anxiety, relationship issues, anger, family conflicts, grief, self-esteem sleeping issues, trauma. It's all stuff that is a part of life. And uh, anything you share with your counselor is absolutely confidential. That's a must. 
If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time. They have 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you no matter what your issue is. There's four communication modes, text, chat, phone, and video. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's affordable, professional, convenient, secure, and we're really proud to be working with BetterHelp because they are providing a fantastic service for anyone who needs it. And as we know, mental health is a really important issue that isn't talked about enough, so we're happy to be talking about it here with you on Challenge Mania. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Challenge Mania listeners get 10% off with BetterHelp for your first month. All you got to do is use the discount code MANIA. Why not get started today? If you're having one of those days, go to betterhelp.com mania. Simply fill out a questionnaire and help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you will love. That's betterhelp.com mania. All right. Are you uh, familiar with Hunter Barfield? He uh, was on a season call of Are You The One? And he has since been on several seasons of The Challenge. He quote unquote won the final reckoning season, but he had half of he had his five hundred thousand dollars taken from him by his partner. Have you ever uh, come across Hunter at all? No, but I have heard of that though. I did hear that happen. So Hunter, I think you you know, if you go and you look at his Instagram, I want to say it's at MTV Hunter. Uh he's got a very similar Instagram to you. It kind of is the same ratio of him out there hunting, no pun intended, and then also with like the occasional kind of ab selfie and whatnot. Uh almost to an eerie degree <laughs> how similar your guys' profiles are. And Hunter now is expecting a, a baby boy come, I believe, November, and has has said he he might be taking a season or two, if not the rest of these seasons off from the challenge. You might, I, I, I honestly might be a good candidate to kind of slide in there and fill that Hunter demo, my friend, because you, you seem to be very similar personality wise, look wise, definitely Instagram feed wise to Mr. Barfield. See, the thing is, man, is I just don't want to go on the challenge if I do get invited and, and be like one of the first, you know, people off the show you know what i mean you 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 went this far to get on the on the show on the challenge or whatnot and you get there and then you just get voted off like first thing you're just like you know what i mean like that's what i don't want to happen you don't want to be that guy don't want to be that guy guy. (laughs) well the key to not being that guy or that that gal is you know when you're a new person i think d you can attest to this is that having those alliances going into the house, even if it's not necessarily someone you've played with before, but, you know, finding ways, whether it's social media, whether it's at a party, whether it's through a mutual friend, whether it's at the MTV Movie Awards, of having a kind of built-in social dynamic right away because, you know, you get there and you get a couple nights in that house, but someone's got to get thrown in after that first challenge. And it's really easy to say, hey, how about we throw in the guy who looks like a physical threat, doesn't have a ton of friends yet, and he has to, you know, kind of prove his chops straight off of the real world Atlanta. Let's throw Clint in. But if you have already kind of, you know, Worked out a couple things on the on the up and up with a Wes or a Johnny or a Derek or somebody else. Maybe that could be a saving grace of yours. But I'll be honest with you. Hey, I don't even play on the show. But if I did and someone with your profile came in there and I had a chance to take you out early, that's what I'd be trying to do. I don't know about you, D. Uh, listen, here's the pro- here's the problem with the new guys. And I I was at one point one of the new guys and I did the same thing every new guy has done. Uh, every season goes in there and he pisses off a bunch of people and puts a target on his back. Um, I've been, I've been, uh, I was that guy. I was that guy. It's easy to do because 
You walk and you just don't give a shit. You don't give a shit. You don't know these people. You don't give a shit what they think. You're going to do you. And then, you know, and then it, t- it comes time to just like pony up and fucking whip some ass or you're like, shit, I'm that dumbass that got on the show, went home early. And, but that's, it's not necessarily a bad thing because you kind of get ass back and then you kind of get, get ass there because of your like, uh, of, of one's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Alpha male, um, persona. You know, it's just, it's just what it is. It's like going into a room with like, you know, a bunch of animals or lions, whatever, pack of wolves, however you want to do it. And, you know, people are like, you know, looking for reasons to take the new guy out or whoever, whoever, whatever the case may be. Recently, we've seen on, on the War of the Worlds, it didn't necessarily happen like that. It was like the old dogs, you know, they were the ones eliminating each other because they had so much beef with each other that they, they just started killing each other off, you know? So it's like. You, you never know, man. You never know. Just, so why would you want to? Why would you want to get rid of the rookies when you could get rid of some of the veterans that might be able to just who already know the game to even eliminate you? Like you know what I mean? Why why, why wouldn't you want to keep some people in the game who don't necessarily know it very well? Because you could get to the end with them and be like, oh, they don't even know this game. I'm just gonna you know beat them in two seconds. You know? Yeah, yeah you you can you can and 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 some of those cool people like some of the new cool cool kids like they make it a while just because they're fucking cool and they're easy to get along with and you know they they, they get the mafia mentality you know they're like nah I'm gonna keep my mouth shut and vote with these guys over here and and take out this guy and it, it's all good you know so it happens like that. It's just it just depends on, you know, the that person's, you know, walk into the game. You know what I mean? Are they fucking walk around like their shit don't stink, you know, or, or they're like, yeah, I mean, I'm cool with everybody. Play ball, you know, take out a few of these guys and that guy. It's, you know, it, it just depends on the mentality of the of the new guy coming in, you know. Right. Right. I, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't care. You know, I thought, you know, I, I, I kind of lived both worlds, right? Like uh, my first challenge, I walked in, I was like, ha, oh, man, you guys are on the real world. Yeah, I see how you guys do it. Let's fucking drink. Let's get down, man. You know, I, I pulled up with a beer bong, beer bong and, a, and a vodka bottle. And they looked at me like, this kid is fucking nuts. We have a competition. <laughs> we have a competition tomorrow. I'm worried. They're like, I, they're like, I'm, their mentality was like, wait a minute. I, we got to keep it cool because we got to like win tomorrow. I'm like, I'm going to fucking drink and win. The fuck? What's wrong with, I thought you guys were on the real world, man. That's what you guys did. That's why you guys were so famous, man. You guys like chilled in a house and like kicked it for a while, you know, through some, you know, drank a little bit, caused some mischief. I thought, that was you i i'm like you they're like so no you ain't <laughs> so on the challenge man are you is there like a lot of downtime because on the real world um it seems like there was there was a lot of downtime in between like going out or even going to lunch or like whatever you were doing and honestly man like you got to be able to do something with your time you know what i mean so yeah no i mean here's the thing with the, with the challenge i mean there's some downtime, but there's always something going on. There's always something 
that fills your anxiety, right? It's like, you don't know whether, you know, you know, it's kill or be killed, you know, on the challenge. So either you're hunting someone or someone's hunting you and, and, and you don't know who those people are unless they're straight up telling you, you know? Um, so, you know, in, in, in with the alliances, it's like, you know, how true are your alliances? How much can you trust the person that you are, you know, trying to eliminate people with, you know, um, do you have the numbers on your side? You know, um, can you trust the guy that just told you he's not going to vote you in, you know, because that happens all the time. I just watched the big brother. We just, we just got done doing our uh, summer of stew podcast, Scott, where there are literally three alliances on this, in this big, look, I'm, I'm forcing myself to watch big brother. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm forcing myself, right? Because it is essentially a feeder system to the challenge. Are you the one feeder system to the challenge? Right. Uh, Survivor even is going to become a feeder system to the challenge. We just haven't really had one. Oh, we did. We had Turbo. We had Survivor Turkey as a feeder coming in. So we're going to watch all these and be competition series, reality series, kind of sorts, if you will. So I'm watching this Big Brother. There's, oh, there's six episodes deep. There is one main alliance of eight, and they got another alliance of five, and then they got another alliance of, like, four. And every one of the alliances in six episodes has started to eat at each other. Like, none of them, like, has completely kept it clean. You know what I mean? So it's like, this is six six episodes in, man. So maybe they're there for two weeks, and they're already eating each other. And lying to each other and cutting each other's throats, you know. And I don't. You gotta. You gotta rethink your whole game after that if it's already gonna be happening, you know. Yeah, it's like, oh, I just told. I, I I was just singing kumbaya with my my team of four, just to find out that somebody from my team alliance of four has already ratted me and my other friend out, just to find out there really was no alliance. It's all fucking full of shit, and you know. People do that, dude. People do that on these shows. You know, the more and more the last couple of seasons, I've noticed that, you know, is there Scott, is there chivalry? Is there chivalry in the challenge? Is, is uh, well, we chivalry had one guy, dead? We had one guy play what could be described as a chivalrous game on War of the Worlds in Turbo, right? Okay. You know? Okay. Okay, sure. A sure. little bit of that. Sure. But – the way we've been documenting this, the, the, cha- the challenge, the past couple seasons, we've seen essentially guys like Tony, you know, take out somebody like Johnny Bananas and just toss him in and feed him the Devin and essentially, you know, let Johnny, you know, be embarrassed by, you know, a guy like Devin, you know, um, you know, and that was supposed to be like a, a bond between, you know, close friends, right? And just like that, slit their throats. Um, same thing with, um, you know, same thing with people just lying straight up to their faces and saying, nah, man, I got you. I got you. I got you. And then bam, cha-ching, you're in, you know? Um, so more and more the last couple of seasons, I've been seeing a lot more lying than I had when I was coming up in the game. You know what I'm saying? 
know you're probably in the market for a new number two, considering Hunter, because Hunter and Wes, Hunter was like kind of Wes's <laughs> go-to on War of the Worlds. I'd just be like, hey, man, you need somebody in that Hunter slot, I'm your man. So uh, <laughs> it might, might be a smart move. Um, here's a good or, question. Or you could call Johnny and be like, you hey, think, I could be You think Wes is going to be on the show? Well, I mean, Wes seems to be back in the rotation. I mean, he, he basically, he came on our podcast, uh, at the end of this last season. He did War of the Worlds, said he would love to do another one. So they haven't announced the cast yet for season 34, but it seems like, I mean, he loves the show. He's a fan of the show. He was watching it even when he took a few seasons off because he has a very successful business. He runs a, uh, an incubator, which basically means he kind of fine tunes, you know, buys portions of other smaller businesses, fine tunes them and helps them grow he runs that out of both Tulsa Oklahoma and Kansas City Missouri so he's a very busy guy for about four or five years he couldn't really do that and do the challenge as well but now his business is running so well on its own that he can take a a month or two off you know to do the show so I think he's going to be on not maybe I don't know if it's the next season but I think he will be on a couple of these and he's a guy who I would definitely reach out to if you could Johnny Bananas as D says is also a another one uh we all know we all know johnny likes to make uh arrangements and uh and have conversations with people before shows start to uh to take off so he's a good guy to talk to as well but johnny's more of a you never know if you're going to go into that house and everyone's got their sights set on johnny and if you go into that house sure and everyone's got their sights set on Johnny and you're the guy standing next to him, you know, maybe not the season to have done that. Whereas Wes, um, sometimes is able to escape a little bit of that. Now, who knows? Because War of the Worlds, Wes was the guy who was really running that political game all season. Next time Wes is out there, maybe everyone's got their sights set on Wes. Who knows? Well, here, 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 you get you, you. So you have two routes. He's basically saying you, you you have two routes at this point. You've met both of them at no, the VMAs. I wouldn't limit it well, to two. There's other guys out there. There's other gals out there. I'm, you know, there's strong-willed well, women out there. You might want to partner up with too. You I'm know, just I saying. Can give you Car Maria's I'm, number I'm, if you want that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, you're basically telling him, hey, you can hit up Wes, and he and you you telling him you can be his hunter, or you can hit up Johnny and be like, I can be your Leroy. It, it could go either route, right? That's what you're telling them. That's yeah, what you're telling. Either one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For what sure. do you guys think about throwing a challenge to not look like a threat? You know what I'm saying? Maybe not losing hardcore. So here's the thing with that. So with in, if someone in your instance where you don't know if 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 losing makes you unsafe, right? then you might not want to do that. If it's one of those arrangements where if you just don't come in the bottom three, you're good, or if there's some sort of a tribunal who gets to vote and you know that your allies are going to be in the top three, that's a different story. I do actually think strategically not coming out hot to where you look like this huge threat, I think that's a good move. However, if by doing that you put yourself at a risk to get thrown in, it might be overthinking it. You know, I would say – Secure that safety first and foremost, and that safety could come in the form of knowing that you have the votes to not get voted in, or maybe you just don't come in the bottom three, whatever the format is. Because you're going to end up being a target if you just if you're going to end up being a target if you just are killing all the challenges, you know. And they're like, "Who is this guy? We got to get him out." 
out. Yep. No, I, I, I see what you're saying. And to be honest with you, if the format allows to where you don't necessarily have to be coming in first every time to ensure your safety, then I like where your head's at with that. Because if you do come out the gate and just be like, bam, 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 and everyone starts having those little conversations about, oh, man, we don't want to see this guy in the final. We don't want to see this guy in elimination. Let's get him out of here. You're right. So that's that's not not the worst idea in the world. I'm not going to lie. Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile. You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. More and more of our neighbors are struggling with the trauma of COVID-19 and the stress of everyday tasks. Life is hard. It's harder on drugs. On average, 130 people die every day from opioid overdose. Addiction is a common and treatable disease and affects people of all ages and all walks of life. Reach out and join the thousands of Virginians that have successfully recovered at off-opioids.org. And remember, the Harrisonburg-Rockingham Community Services Board is here to help. Yeah, yeah man, it's it, – if it, yeah, you definitely don't, don't want people to think – the thing is it's so hard to take every target off of your back. I mean it's essentially the, a perfect game. You know what I mean? You don't go on eliminations. Uh, you're politically correct socially with every person. And they're not, you know, they they, they want to keep you wrong because you're not that good or, you, or they want to take you out because you're too good. I mean, these are all things and it's all situational too. You know, it's all it, each, each limited competition is, is situational. You know what I mean? You, you go in there, you're like, Oh, Fuck, I might need to win. It's either win or go win. You know, like sometimes you don't have a choice, you know, um, right. and the way the way the seasons have been going lately, the twit with the twists and the turns, you're like, it, it's almost like it, it's almost like your, your mentality has to be win or go in. But even when you win, sometimes the power that you have kind of like they just showed us on Big Brother, um, the power that you have can force you to sort of put a target on your back because you have to put other people in. So once you start putting someone in, they're like, Oh, ah, now, now this guy just put a target on his back because he put me in. But with me goes all my friends, you know? So you didn't just fuck with me. You fuck with me and my whole crew. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that happens too. Yeah. You know? Right. All right, more with Clint in just a minute. I just want to remind you one more time about Challenge Mania Live Las Vegas, where everyone, including you, are a VIP. What does that mean, everyone's a VIP? If everyone's a VIP, does that mean nobody's a VIP? Here's what we do at a typical Challenge Mania Live show. We sell VIP meet and greet tickets, and once those are sold out, everybody else is general admission. No one else gets the meet and greet. No one else gets the signed poster. No one else gets the extra goodies. At this show, every ticket gets you all of it. That's right. We're going to do the Challenge Mania style interviews 
to the beginning, and then the rest of the day is going to be one big, long meet and greet and party. You're going to get to hang out with Leroy and Brandon and Kayla and Mikey and Derek and myself. Get photos with everybody. Get your limited edition Craig Marrier poster signed by everyone. They will come pre-signed by me and Dee, and it is all for the price of $59. Tickets available at challengemania.vegas. This is a 21 and over event. It starts promptly at 3 p.m. We cannot wait to hang out with you guys at Barcode Burgers in Las Vegas, Nevada on Saturday, August the 3rd. All right, more with Real World Clint Wright. Um, here's a here's a question from Irving. Irving says, how has your family and friends reacted or how have your family and friends reacted to the real world so far? You know, it's hard to watch yourself back, man. That's the hardest thing. Um, all my friends and family are watching it with me, you know, right now because uh, I didn't know what they were going to edit or how they were going to you know, throw it out there and whatnot. Um, so far right now, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with anything that they're throwing out there. Uh, um, I don't think they do either, but there's still some more of the season to go. So we'll see how they cut it up and chop it up, you know? Yeah. Do you have, I mean, I'll, I'll use that as a segue to ask like in general. So, you know, you mentioned having so much downtime on the real world, uh, and you were asking about, is there downtime on the challenge? D, D tell me if you, you agree, but on the real world, it's almost like the challenges, quote unquote, or I guess the stuff that makes up the meat and potatoes of the episodes are the conversations is the downtime almost. I mean, you guys go out to a bar for a little bit and that ends up being like a two minute segment. Those are almost used as like transitional moments and the big scenes are the downtime. Are you guys in the kitchen? Are you guys in the living room? Whereas on the challenge, it's the opposite. The meat and potatoes is the challenge is the elimination, etc. And when people have downtime, that's when they're talking about the politics and talking about the social game, etc. Is that a fair assessment? D? would you say uh yeah yeah i mean you know with the real world it's it's like it's all just like these difficult topics to talk about i mean we're talking about like immigration uh make out messes um chicks hitting on dudes you don't go on a challenge you don't go on a challenge uh, and wonder if they're not gonna show the challenge you did that day you know what i mean you know that every episode's gonna have the challenge it's gonna have the tribunal or the the voting it's gonna have the elimination and it's about what eight minutes they cram in there of the you know 48 hours of house reality you guys had whereas on the real world they're there for however many months and it's about what three conversations you want to make this episode about so it's a little different. You know, it's really hanging everything on a few conversations, a few key things that this person is saying or disagreements here or there. It's almost like, I mean, we're on the challenge. You get to hone in on, okay, I need to do this today. This is the task at hand. Win this challenge. Not get voted out. Not make any enemies. On the real world, it's 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 kind of open-ended. So when you mention like how they chop it up um, and whatnot – Talk about that. I mean, when you guys were going through this in the moment and you're, you're having these conversations that I think are important for, for people to be able to watch this show and as clunky as they can be and as, as sort of ignorant as some people can come off during one conversation and then rebound in the next, I think it's important for people to just watch people having these conversations, whether they agree with all sides of them or not. When you're having them though, how much, how cognizant are you of like, oh, this is going to be one that makes the show and how surprised are you when certain things do or don't? 
I mean, you definitely know the conversations that are going to make the show and, and what are, you know what I mean? Cause when you're just kind of bullshitting or whatever, that's, that's one thing. But, you know, if you're talking about like a rally, for instance, you know, with her DACA, you know, status or whatever, or, you know, Justin and he's, you know, the, you know, the, the black power guy. Um, you know, those conversations are going to come up, but sometimes like when I first started the show, man, I, I honestly didn't even know what I was doing there, man. Cause like I only watched the real world, like back in the day, I honestly thought that I was just kind of going there. I thought I was going to be able to bullshit the whole show, have a good time. And everybody was going to be cool. No, dude, they didn't allow me just to like fit in with them. You know what I mean? They were like, no, dude, what, what are your views? How do you feel about this? You know, and I was like, and I honestly tried to stay out of a lot of those conversations at first until literally I had to be in them. And I was like, okay, let's do this. You know what I mean? And it was hard for me to kind of open up and have those conversations because it's stuff that necessarily I haven't really ever talked about sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you mentioned that. I mean, and you mentioned that during these conversations and you mentioned about how, you know, you, you definitely haven't had a lot of African-American friends. And I forget if you say it, but I think people online have assumed that you haven't had a lot of gay friends. Um, and, and at, at first it doesn't seem like you mean that in any sort of a negative way. It's sort of your just way of saying like, Hey, I'm not necessarily equipped to have these kind of conversations, you know, without, uh, you know, without a hitch because, you know, I've kind of, you know, I'm, I'm naive when it comes to some of this stuff. Um, you guys do then get into the thick of it pretty quickly. Um, when you mentioned like, you know, you were trying to stay out of it and then you get kind of roped in to the conversations. Um, how much of that after the fact you look back on it and are you kind of glad that that happened? Do you feel like you learned? And I know you mentioned there's a lot of show left to be had. There's a lot of other conversations for us to see that we haven't seen, but of the four episodes so far and of the kind of growth that you guys have had as a group and as individuals and whatnot, are you glad that you did get kind of thrust into the fire a little bit when it comes see, came to some of these I topics? I am because I I am glad that I got thrown into a lot of those conversations. Um, but at first I, you know, I had to change my mindset because at first I thought that they were throwing me into these conversations and they were kind of just like, it's my way or the highway. And now I don't necessarily think they were doing that. Um, so I kind of had to change the way I was thinking. And I, I thought that they were kind of coming at me the way the conversations would come out. And I don't know. I, and I had changed my mindset to think that they weren't so I could just understand them. And it turned out to be a lot better, you know? Does it make you feel any better that – so it's funny uh, in, in four episodes here and then in the trailer, I'm, in, I'm including the, the kind of next week on as well, which had a little bit, I think, and I'm just judging from a trailer, so maybe this doesn't happen. But it seems like that the group uh, decides they want to go to a gay bar. Justin is very anti that, says it's just not for him. Um, it seems like in four and a half episodes here, if you will – Everyone's kind of had their moment of, you know, uh, you know, you, you've had Dondre and the way he handled the, the DACA stuff. You had, um, the stuff where you and Tova are confronted with the way you're trying to, you know, not take part in the racial discussions. You know, you throw in next week and you have Justin maybe coming off as a little bit reserved when it comes to wanting to go to the gay bar. We obviously have Megan where she talks about her views religiously based about, you know, homosexuality. So everyone's kind of had their moment of, oh, this person could learn a little here do you feel like it's been spread out enough and that that makes it a little bit better that everyone has kind of in a way you know come from a place of ignorance in some regard yeah definitely i i agree with you yeah um cool well i want to uh ask another question from one of our listeners here um we got uh where's the question about tova 
Uh, I want to properly credit who asked it. Okay. You and Tova have gotten a ton of screen time individually, but also as a couple here. Um, we don't see how it fully fleshes out, no pun intended, but we did see you guys flesh a couple things out in the last episode. Heyo. Uh, Jessica says, do you think you were a little harsh on Tova for wanting to spend time with their other roommates or other people uh, when you guys went out? Uh, you were there for a well-rounded social experience after all. So how did that come off when you watch that playing back? We've had people come on our podcast and say, oh, hey, they made it look like I was a little bit more upset than I really was. They cut it differently. Are you going to play that card here? Or were you that upset that she wanted to like talk to anyone other than you? Well, see, the whole thing is, you know, when I'm when I'm talking to Tova um, in the house and whatnot, like she sees it as a side of like, oh, we hang out all day. Like, you know, that's we, we hang out all the time. But it wasn't we actually really didn't like she it seemed like she was always hanging out with literally the roommates. And I in my eyes, I feel like if you like somebody and you genuinely want to like be with them, you kind of spend your time with them or try to, you know, do that kind of thing. Was I a little harsh? Yeah. Yeah, I was, you know, was there drinking involved? Yes. So, you know, those play factors, whatever. I'm not going to throw, you know, just saying drinking is what it was. But uh, at the end of the day, man, you know, when you, when you actually have feelings for somebody, um, you know, things happen. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it. you know, the show's not over, though. So you'll have to you have to see what's going on with that. So hold on. Huh? Try, trying to, I'm trying to get everyone to feel this out here. So. Do you, would you would it be an accurate assessment to say you were falling for her and and then you felt you were like sad that she wasn't like being more maybe affectionate with you? Um, See, in my this isn't what my thing is. So what is it, day twenty four? or 23 or something you know i say like hey like you're gonna need to pick it up or whatever and a lot of people are like well that's too soon well i see you every single day all day you know so it's not like we're just hanging out going on dates like maybe for an hour here an hour there for 23 days it's like i see you every day all the time so it kind of you know it um speeds up the process and uh yeah I, i guess i you know at the time i wasn't feeling like you know things were meeting up yeah well we talk about this all the time or it comes up pretty often scott how you know relationships on the show um are are amplified because or feel like they're longer than say you know 24 days that's almost a month um where in the challenge world like uh, spending a month together 30 days is like being together for five months something like that like it's just you're 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 like sleeping in the same i mean like you're like bunking together you're like you know going out together you're like not only that like you guys are like you know like male female warriors in this thing like you guys are going to battle together you guys are trying to figure out who we're gonna like you know try to get out next you know, like we're having all these whispers, you know, when no one's looking, we're having these like, you know, uh, cooking for each other, getting stuff for you. It's just like it's an, it, it, it happens more often. You know, like, yes, I think in, in ways like, you know, maybe Tova's right. Like, we see each other all the time. We're doing things all the time. And it and it feels like the relationship is lasting longer or has been been longer than these 24 days. So, right. That's 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 what I'm saying. Yeah. So you so you so at this at this stage, like you feel that you guys should be like, I mean, what were you at that point like expecting out of her 
that were, you know, I mean, it was kind of like it was just a stagnant relationship, like we weren't making any progress. But it, like you said, you know, it, it seems like we've been in a relationship longer. We've been talking longer. She's in my, she's been laying in my bed every single night for 24 days. And, um, I don't, and you know, we, we see each other all day, every day. I don't know. It just seems like it should have picked up a little bit faster. And it, we were, we're kind of staying at the same ground as when we met, which was weird to me. And that's kind of what, what happened. And I, I look, I got nothing against people that move slow. I, I'm a, I'm a slow, at this point in my life, I've been divorced. I, I like my relationships here now today. And <laughs> if that person's listening right now, <laughs> it's like, it is, it is going to be stagnant. It is going to take longer because of what I've been through in the past, you know, and I have no idea what she's been through. Or you've been through, been through. I'm just, I feel for people that like can't pick it up. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. I like me and my relationship status nowadays. Like I'm, I'm going to hit a wall and I'm not going to let you get past that wall. And I don't know if that's, if she's putting up a wall at this point, like uh, for me, like I can, I can't move past a certain point because of, what I've gone through in my past and it will haunt me for a long time. Yeah, man, that's definitely what, what was happening with Tova. Um, you know, they just dropped a, a clip today and they, you know, she's, she was raped to lose her virginity. And I didn't, I did not know that, you know, before this point. Right. So I was like, okay, that changes things. And cause I've never talked to anybody with that much trauma in their life. And I was like, it actually like blew my mind, you know, and it made a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it feels like there's so much trauma in in this real world house right now. I mean, if people aren't watching and 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 trying to see like you know different views, different perspectives, I mean, it, 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 all to our challenge people that aren't watching this show yet, it's it's pretty interesting, man. There's a lot of you know, there's a, a lot of different things going on in here. Yeah, and what's great is that you can watch it in uh, literally the amount of time that the episode is. There's no fast-forwarding through the commercials. There's no, oh, I have to sit through this ad. It's like a 22- to 24-minute episode, and then they drop a couple extra clips as well. So uh, we've really been digging it. I, I want to know, you know, you and Tova are, are the showmance of the season so far, unless you count Dondre and a stripper. Um, I, I feel like <laughs> it's one of those things where you mentioned oh, there's a lot of show left. Um, how much were you guys told to, like, like – like, how do I put this? So on the challenge, obviously, the question is, oh, who wins the challenge? Who's on the challenge? You know, stuff like that. And cast members are obviously told to keep that stuff under wraps and not tip off anybody about stuff like that. So you'll never see like a challenger hitting up another challenger publicly and saying, oh, man, we had so much fun in that final. Right now with you and Tova and on this show where there's no obviously competition, but you, you could argue that your guys's relationship status is a bit of a spoiler, if you will. Were you guys instructed like? Like, hey, like, you know, we want it, we want this show to play out. We want people to kind of see where this goes. And we don't want to be able to kind of ascertain based on your social media activity whether you guys wind up together or not. I've been trying to, like, kind of pick and prod and see if I can figure it out, and I can't. Are you guys doing that purposefully, or is that something that, you know, you guys were just told when you got out of here, go ahead and live your life? Because when it comes to you guys and the conversation of your relationship, I wonder, is that something they were like, oh, hey, let, let this kind of play out? We, we don't want to give anything away. Oh, I mean, we just we just can't give anything away in general just because, you know, the episodes aren't out and whatnot. 
um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I can't really, I can't really say a lot about it to be honest. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they told me I can't. People be reading into like the way you guys are talking to each other and stuff like that, you know? Right. Yeah, it's an interesting well, world that you're in right now, my friend. This uh, overanalyzation of uh, of everything you say and do on social media. I don't know if you've uh, come in contact with it at all, but the the challenge fans, the challenge maniacs, like we call them, the real world fans, people love this stuff. And part of the reason they love it is they love kind of trying to figure out what's going to happen, what's to come, what they didn't see. What's weird about this season is that everybody can comment on it on Facebook. So everybody's opinion on the whole episode is just thrown out there in a comment. And like before, you know, it comes on, it comes on TV. And then, you know, and you're like, I don't know, what do people think? You know what I mean? Like, hopefully I didn't look too bad or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, now you can just see it. You know, what's the worst <laughs> comment? Well, I want to hear the worst comment you've read about yourself so far, Clint. Oh, they're shoot, man. After after last week, <laughs> I just quit reading them. How's that? Um, but the worst one, man. Uh, I mean, they're they're obviously hating on me and Toba. Like, oh, get away from him. Like, you know, he's he's trash. This and that. And it's like, you know, you just you gotta you gotta keep it going, man. You know, that's just one person's opinion. Uh, yeah, you it, got anything else for uh, for Clint before we let him go? Well, as of right now. The love story between Tova and, uh, and, and, and Clint, it still exists. It looked like they were going to get into an argument. Do they have a combo and, uh, name? Is it Clova? Is it Tint? What, what are people calling you on the <laughs> blogs? Yeah, the, both of those will work. Yeah, that's right. what they're saying. So Clova still exists. Yasmin thought that you guys were going to fight and break up and it was going to be a fail. Later on, uh, by the time the night was over, she was in your bed. You guys were doing the kissy faces, the smooching, the lovey-dovey. Um, as of right now, that's what's happening. So, um, And then I, I believe they called Tova. They said Tova's like a guy and Clint's like a girl. So that's where it ended up, Scott. That's in my eyes. That's where the, 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 the episode ends up. So till till next week. Yeah, and as we said, everybody check it out, Facebook Watch. Uh, hit up Clint on Instagram, Eastwood100. Anything else you want to plug, Clint, or anything else you want to tell the Challenge Maniacs while you have their ears? You know, like I said, um, if I do get called to be on the Challenge, I would I would love to be there. I'm going to do my best, uh, you know, to give you guys the best show I can. And uh, other than that, man, I, I really appreciate you having me on. No, thanks for Thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate you being so open and honest, giving us some uh, some backstory, and uh, and uh, getting to know you a little bit better, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely, man. How uh, how far are you from Chicago in, in Michigan? Four hours. Oh, nice. Well, we're doing uh, we do our like Challenge Mania live shows, and we're doing Chicago in November. If you're if you're yeah, I want to do it. Yeah, my sister lives come. there, and I want to go anyways. Oh, love it. Dude. Yes. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Cool. Well, we'll keep you posted, and uh, we'd love to have you. Let's. Yes, definitely. Let me know. Hey. All right, man. Thanks, Later. man. Talk yeah, soon. Bye. All right. See. You. Are you 
a challenge maniac, then you need to prove it by getting the second ever limited edition Zombie Sailor Toys Challenge Mania enamel pin. These things are limited edition. We only make a hundred of them. Every one of them comes on a signed and numbered card back. It is signed in beautiful blue paint pen by D and myself. I'm a challenge maniac is what it says. Wear it proudly, put it on your bag, leave it on the card if you want, but these are going on sale at noon today for patrons and noon tomorrow, Wednesday, July the 10th for everyone else. The last pin sold out in three days. Do not wait. These are a collector's item and you're going to want to have it. Zombiesailor.com. All right, there he was, D. Clint Wright. Sounds like he's ready to do a challenge, my friend. Yeah, man, he's he's definitely like, you know, I you, I think you think that Dondre is the 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 front runner here from this season. I think this guy is going to be a front runner from this season. I'll be honest with you. Um, I definitely think he he you know he fits the mole, right? Like he's. You know, he's really the term you're looking for is mold. You know, fits the mold. Mold. Fix the mold. Yeah, I, I was questioning that. Yeah. I was like, mole, that's like a fake. Right? Mole's like a fake. A mole's like an insider kind of playing both yeah. sides, spy, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Yeah, he fits the mold. Like he's exactly what um I think the challenge is probably looking for needs. You know, um just just watching him already and kind of his uh uh, you know, he's got a little bit of a temper too, you know, drinks a little bit, you know, likes the girls. Um, you know, it's, and it sounds like he's not, not afraid to stir it up based on what he said. He says he's ready to play the game dirty. Yeah. Yeah. We had to give him a, we had to give him some tips. We had to give him some tips I midway love, through. You're like, I love, oh, hit this alliance asking, up. Yeah. Hit. I loved it. He wanted to know. He's picking your brain as much as we were picking his at Eastwood 100 on Instagram. You guys know where to find us. He's at Derek MTV on all platforms. I'm at Shot of Yeager on Twitter at Scott of Yeager on Instagram. On Facebook, we're Facebook.com slash Challenge Mania Podcast. There you can get all the info, all the links and all that good stuff for all of our live shows. We can't wait to meet all you guys over there. If you want to hear us talk about about Big Brother. We just dropped an episode of Summer of Stew, our bonus podcast series at, at patreon.com slash challenge mania. My son is crying in the background. Excuse me. I'm trying to blow through this. Uh, go to patreon.com slash challenge mania and you can hear us break down Big Brother and take some of your questions over there. Thank you to every member of our pod squad. We can't wait to hang out with you at the patron exclusive maniac patron exclusive brunch the day after challenge mania live NYC on August 18th. All right, D, I got to run. I got to put Brock to bed. Oh. Uh, but uh, shouts to the uh, the women's U.S. women's national soccer team for taking home the gold again. Shouts to the NBA for having this exciting free agent offseason period, and uh, shouts to my man Angel and uh, my girl Samira who got married last week. I was the best man at their wedding. It was beautiful. Love to them, and uh, yeah, shouts to your brother for surviving the firework up the butt cheek. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, patrons. Make sure to check out the Danbys, who have been nice enough to loan some of their music to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Music, wherever you're getting your music. And Billy Garcia's band Forsaken with two Ks. Billy from Survivor, Cook Islands, has been nice enough to loan us some music from his metal band as well. Check out the Danbys. Check out Forsaken. Peace.
right, guys, this ends your time here on Challenge Mania. Take care of yourselves, and hopefully we'll see you in the future. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details.